Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, Lepsters. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing really well. In this episode, we're going to do some intensive listening and use it as a chance to learn some vocabulary and pronunciation. This episode should be a bit of a laugh as we're going to take a deep dive into the world of Carl Pilkington and listen to his thoughts on some big issues like health, food, animals, holidays and just existence itself. We'll be looking at the different features of his Manchester accent, and there will be lots of vocabulary to pick up too, as we are covering a range of different topics. You can also consider this as a little intensive listening test, as I'll be setting questions that you have to find answers to, then going through each clip in detail and breaking it all down for language. We last heard about Carl Pilkington on my podcast in episode 656, in which we listened to a couple of his monkey news stories about a chimp that works on a building site and another chimp that pilots a space rocket. Do you remember that? If you don't, then get the Luke's English podcast app on your phone and listen to episode 656. It was a very popular episode and it should make you laugh out loud on a bus, maybe. Uh, that was pretty funny stuff. And Carl is very funny, even though he's not actually a comedian. So you might be thinking, who is Carl Pilkington? To be honest, Carl Pilkington was most well known about 10 years ago. And these days he's not in the public eye as much as he used to be. But he's still a fairly well known person in the UK, especially for Ricky Gervais fans. Carl is just an ordinary bloke from Manchester who met comedians Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant when he worked for them as a radio producer in London. Later, Ricky invited Carl to be on his podcast in order to broadcast his weird ideas and inane ramblings to the whole world, and the rest is history. The Ricky Gervais podcast became a world record breaker with over 300 million downloads. So, Carl Pilkington first became known because he was on the Ricky Gervais podcast. In those episodes, Ricky, Steve and Carl would talk about big topics like religion, evolution, philosophy, nature, birth and death. And Carl would often say some bizarre and hilarious things, apparently without intending to be funny. Ricky was always slightly obsessed with Carl and he always described him as an idiot with a perfectly round head like an orange. After being on Ricky's podcast, Carl went on to become a fairly well-known figure in the UK, doing more podcasts with Ricky and then TV shows, books and documentaries like An Idiot Abroad, which you might have seen. Carl is known for his funny and slightly odd 
musings and observations about life. Musings, this is like sort of like reflections, um, philosophizing, um, thinking and reflecting on life. He comes from a working class background in the Manchester area and his accent has many of the features that you would expect from that. So, um, accent and pronunciation. We will be going into the specific features of his accent in more detail as we go. And this kind of follows on from episode 682, which was all about common features of pronunciation in England, which are different to RP. So, if you want to know about, you know, RP and how the different regional accents are different to RP, then listen to episode 682 of my podcast. Now, you, you might also be thinking this, Luke, which accent should you have? No, <laughs> which accent should I have? That's what you're thinking. You might be wondering which accent you should have. Um, so this episode is about one of the UK's regional accents, Manchester. And you might be thinking, Luke, by doing this episode, are you saying that we should all learn to speak like Carl? Well, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, you can choose your accent and many learners choose a neutral accent to learn, or at least try to learn. But it's not all about learning an accent. It's also about learning to understand different accents, and learning about the varieties of English that are out there. So you might not want to actually speak like Carl, but I certainly want you to understand Carl and the many millions of other people who speak English in a, let's say, non-standard way, or in a way which is different to just received pronunciation. So this episode is all about understanding an accent rather than copying it. But of course, you can copy Carl's Mancunian accent if you like. And yes, I'll be breaking it all down in the episode. Uh, vocab. There will also be plenty of vocabulary coming up too as we pick apart the things that Carl says and the way that he says them. You'll find all that vocab listed on the screen on the video version and also presented in text form on the website for this episode on for uh huh <laughs> what did i just say and also presented in text form on the page for this episode on my website okay and i'll be summing up the vocab for each section as we go uh video so we're going to be using a series available on youtube uh, in which carl ponders certain big questions in just three minutes of video originally broadcast on channel four in the uk as part of their three minute wonders series these are short videos in which Carl talks about his fridge, health, food, animals and holidays, covering each topic with his usual ramblings, all delivered in that like Man Manchester accent. Do you know what I mean? So I have about six recordings, which are about three minutes each. This could easily become two episodes, but we will see. Before I play the recording, I'll give you a little bit of context and then I'll set some questions. Then you can listen and try to get the answers. Then I'll break it down, listening to each bit again with some explanations if necessary. We'll also pay attention to pronunciation, specifically his Mancunian accent. I'm going to break that down too, exploring the main features of that particular accent. And I'll sum up some of the vocab from each clip before moving on to the next one. Okay, so... Let's start with clip number one, and this is Carl on life. Carl talking about life. So in this clip, Carl goes around a museum looking at meteorites, dinosaur skeletons, and endangered animals. And the endangered animals are either stuffed, that means like they're animals that are dead, that have been embalmed and stuffed, 
right? So either they're stuffed animals or they're models. And he muses about life in general in medical science. So he muses about life in general medical science. Okay, so we're going to watch the clip in a second, listen to it. So here are the questions. So question one, what does Carl wonder about the Big Bang? The Big Bang is what is often referred to as the the sort of start of the universe, the Big Bang. What does Carl often wonder? What does Carl wonder about the Big Bang? Number two, what makes the meteorite room a bit disappointing? And by the way, meteorites are rocks that have fallen to Earth from space. Okay, so a meteorite is a, is a rock that's fallen to Earth. A meteor is a, a, a rock that is flying through Earth's atmosphere, probably on fire. That's a meteor. And an asteroid, by the way, is a rock that's flying through space. It's not in the Earth's atmosphere. So it's flying through space. It's an asteroid. Uh, if it's in the Earth's atmosphere and flying, it's a meteor. And if it's actually on the ground, if it's landed, it's a meteorite. We'll go through more vocab like that in a bit. So what makes the meteorite room a bit disappointing? And thirdly, what is Carl's main criticism of humanity today? Fourth, what does Carl think would happen if a dinosaur got loose and started to run riot? This is a bit like in Jurassic Park or something. Uh, One of the dinosaurs, uh, in fact, all the dinosaurs, right, get loose, meaning they are free and they start to run riots. They just run around just doing whatever they want. So what does Carl think would happen if a dinosaur did that these days? And fifth, what is Carl's main point? Okay, so what does he wonder about the Big Bang? What makes the meteorite room a bit disappointing? What's his main criticism of humanity today? And what does he think would happen if a dinosaur got loose and started to run riot? And overall, what is Carl's main point? Okay, right. So let's then watch this video and you can try and get answers to those questions. I'll go through everything in detail in just a moment. Here we go. You say it all started with a, with a big bang. But what I wonder is, right, was it a big bang? Or did it just seem big because there was no other noise to drown it out at the time? You know what I mean? I like learning stuff and that, so that's why I went round the museum to have a look, you know, what I could learn and stuff. I thought, oh, I'll have a look at the meteorites, that could be quite interesting. You know, see an old rock. And you go in there and you look at a rock and you think, oh, yeah, that's amazing, that's old. It's come from, a, you know, another planet or something, right? But then the edge is taken off it because that isn't the only one. Do you know what I mean? Just have one, have one big one, and that, to me, would be more impressive than having a room full of them. You've got the same problem with the dinosaurs. Just have one, just have the, have the best one. I mean, look, how many do you need? Got that one, that one. Not surprised they, they went extinct, they're all in here. I just think we know too much. And when you look at the things that we can do now, you know, you can change body parts and that, can't you? I remember reading about uh, a woman. She was about eight years old. Right? She'd had a new lung, a new heart, liver. I think she was waiting for a kidney. You just think, well, enough's enough. Do you know what I mean? If your body's that sort of done in, 
call it a day. If it was a car, you'd scrap it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't keep putting new bits on it. And I just think, even though it's clever and everything, we've got to get to a point where we stop doing stuff like that, because I think there's, there's too many people in the world. But that's how we are. That's the problem with knowledge, isn't it? The more we know, the more we interfere. I do wonder that if, if there was a dinosaur knocking about now, I wonder if they'd save it, even though it was going around running riot. I do wonder if they'd go, oh, well, we don't want it to become extinct. It's like the panda, isn't it? You say, that's dying out. But what do they do anyway? Do you know what I mean? Whenever you see them, they're just sat in the woods eating. <laughs> this dead one here is probably just as active as one that's alive. So, if you want to see one, just come and see this. That's life, innit? That's what happens. Things come and go, like like the dodo did. That died out because it was designed badly. And then that sort of got replaced by the chicken. But at no point have I been getting stressed out that the dodo isn't knocking about anymore. Things move on. You know what I mean? Just don't interfere with nature and that. Right. <laughs> so, there you go. That was Carl... Generally talking about life and science and stuff. Okay, what about those questions? Did you get them? And did you understand what Carl was talking about? And do I look totally stupid on camera? He says, readjusting his headphones. Okay. All right, everybody. Let's, let's go. Let's look at the questions. So what does Carl wonder about the Big Bang? So what I'm going to do now, right, I'm going to give the answers to the questions, then we'll watch the video again, and I'll break it down. I'll pause it, and we'll look at exactly what he says, and then we'll go through the vocab, and then we'll move on to look at pronunciation. So what does Carl wonder about the Big Bang? Now, he says they called it the Big Bang. So obviously, this is the moment that started the universe where there was like one singularity that exploded, sending all matter out into the universe, you know, expanding matter out into the void, right? Yeah, simple, isn't it? Anyway, um, he said they call it the Big Bang, but maybe they just called it that because it seemed big at the time, but only because there was no other noise to drown it out. So, <laughs> to drown something out, um, if, 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 if noise drowns something out, it means that you can't hear something. So, for example, if I'm trying to podcast and there are guys working on the roof here and they make lots of noise drilling and sanding and hammering, if that noise is so loud that you can't hear me, you could say that that noise drowns me out. Drown like the way you drown in water if you can't breathe underwater, like if you're not a fish. Like, you know, like most people who are not fish. I'm not a fish. Are you a fish? You're not a fish? Good. So you know the way you drown underwater if you, you know, if you stay under and you don't have any oxygen. That's drowning. Uh, drown something out, meaning cover it up so you can't hear it. Cover it up with other noise. So essentially this noise drowns underneath this noise. So he's wondering, maybe they called it the Big Bang. They only called it the Big Bang because there was no other noise around at the time to drown it out so it seemed big at the time it's an interesting idea <laughs> you know like the way 
when it's silent, you can do something like, if you're in a cinema, you can scrunch up a bag of crisps and it makes the loudest noise in the world because there's no other noise to drown it out. Or if you're in a library and you cough, it's like so loud because there's no other noise to drown it out. But if you're in a busy restaurant with lots of people talking and you cough, no one notices because all that noise drowns it out. So maybe they called it the Big Bang because there was just no other noise to drown it out at the time. Mm, interesting idea. Secondly, what makes the meteorite room a bit disappointing? So he, the, the thing that he finds disappointing about it is the fact that there's loads of meteorites in there, which he feels, I think, means that the meteorites are no longer special anymore individually. One un- meteorite is impressive and unique, but when you've got a room full of them, suddenly they seem to become less impressive. Thirdly, what is Carl's main criticism of humanity today? Uh, what is it? Oh, God. Is it that we interfere too much? Hold on. I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. I missed that one. Let's just oh, see. Yeah. And when you look at the things that we can do now, you know, you can change body parts. She was about eight years old. Right? She'd had a new lung. Enough's enough. Do you know what I mean? If your body's that sort of done in... It's his main criticism is basically that we've gone too far, that we interfere too much. We'll see in a moment as we go through this again. Fourth, what does Carl think would happen if a dinosaur got loose and started to run riot? So even if it was running around, killing people and destroying things, he thinks that uh, scientists or whatever would want to save it. So they would save it because they don't want, they wouldn't want it to go in extinct. So even if it's like running a running riot and killing everyone, they'd still try and save it and protect it because they don't want it to go extinct. And fifth, what's Carl's main point? It's just don't don't interfere with nature. I think that's his main point. Let's go through the video again. Okay, and I'm going to break it down. So line by line, I'll pause the podcast. See if you can repeat what Carl says. See if you can say specifically what he says, and then I'll tell you exactly what he says as well. Okay. You say it all started with a uh, with a big bang. What's that? They say it all started with the uh, with the big bang. So obviously he's got this Manchester accent, so it sounds different to me. They say it all started with the big bang. But what I wonder is right. But what I wonder is right. So this is like Carl, right? This is how Carl sort of speaks like that. Thing with thing with Carl, right, is that when you're speaking, you just leave your mouth open at the end of whatever you're saying, and that's how you do like a Carl impression or like, you know what I mean, right? He always seems to leave his mouth open. Anyway, what was it? What- uh, with a big bang, right? But what I wonder is, right, was it a big bang, or did it just seem big? But what, I'm, what I wonder is, right, was it a big bang or did it just seem big because there was no other noise to drown it out at the time? It just seemed big. It wasn't big, just looked big or sounded big. Was it a big bang or did it just seem big because there was no other noise to drown it out at the time? There was no other noise to drown it out at the time. So obviously, he, you know, that accent does perhaps make it harder for you to understand drown it out at the time drown it out because he doesn't pronounce his t's properly we'll go into all literally every detail of his his accent in this episode let's go through the rest of this you know what i mean (laughs) do you know what i mean 
So that's, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Six words and for Carlitz, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? To be honest, Jason Statham makes it even shorter. The movie star Jason Statham, who doesn't speak with a Manchester accent, he's got more of a Cockney accent. He will say, do you know what I mean in just two syllables? Do you know what I mean? But, um, and that's a Kevin Pollock joke, by the way. But Carl, do you know what I mean? 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 Because there was no other noise to drown it out at the time. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Okay. Here are some thoughts by Carl. I like learning stuff. I mean, All right. I like learning stuff. I like learning stuff. And that, so that's why I, I went round the museum. I like learning stuff and that. So that's why I went round the museum. To go round the museum. Walk from place to place to place in the museum. To have a look, you know. To have a look, you know. To, to have a look. And what I could learn and stuff. To have a look at what I could learn and stuff. Now, my wash- I've got two things that could interrupt this podcast, by the way. I've got my washing machine downstairs, which is spinning madly, and I've got guys working on the roof. Let's hope that they're not so loud that they drown me out. Mm. I thought, oh, I'll have a look at the meteorites. That could be quite interesting. I thought, I'll have a look at the meteorites. That could be quite interesting. Right, the idea is that after I pause, you have to try and repeat what's been said. Let's see if you can identify word for word exactly, specifically what's being said here. You know, see an old rock, and you go in there, and you look at a rock, and you think, oh, yeah, that's amazing, that's old. You go in there, and you look at a rock, and you think, oh, yeah, that's amazing, that's old. Come from, a, you know, another planet or something. It's come from another planet or something. It's come from another planet or something. I'm just repeating what he says, just in my accent. Sometimes that's all you need as a learner of English. Just someone else to repeat it, and then you get it, right? So, all right, let's keep going. Right. But then the edge is taken off it, because that isn't the only one. But then the edge is taken off. The edge is taken off. Meaning the experience becomes less good. It's less sharp. It's a bit more dull than it was before. The edge. If, if you say the edge is taken off... It means that it's somehow not quite as good. It's not quite as sharp. It's a bit more dull than it was before. Just like you would take the edge off a knife, make the knife blunt. So the knife is no longer really great anymore. Similarly, if you take the edge off an experience, it means it sort of makes it a bit more dull, not quite as sharp an experience. So the edge is taken off it because it's not the only one. There's loads of them. Do you know what I mean? Just have one, have one big one. And that, to me, would be more impressive. Just have one, have one big one, and that, to me, would be more impressive. Yeah, you can repeat these after me. It's good practice. Let's keep going. Than having a room full of them. It would be more impressive than having, than having a room full of them. We've got the same problem with the dinosaurs. We've got the same problem with the dinosaurs. Just have one. Just have to have the best one. Just have one. Just have the best one. What do you think of his 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 opinions, listeners, viewers? Leave your comments in the comments section. What do you think of Carl? Do you think he's got a point? Is he right? And when you go to the Natural History Museum, do you think it's do you think it takes the edge off when there are just loads of dinosaur skeletons? Wouldn't it be a lot more impressive and impactful and striking if there was just one? Don't know. What do you think? I mean, look, how many do you need?
How many do you need? You can hear the accent there, right? How many do you need? 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 Says Luke, as I try and turn off my notifications so we don't get disturbed. Okay. Right. Um, All right. Got that one. That one. Not surprised they went extinct. They're all in here. (laughs) I'm not surprised they all went extinct. I'm not surprised they went extinct. If something goes extinct, if a species goes extinct... Can I can I speak? If a species goes extinct, it means that it's gone. There, there are no more of them in existence. Like dinosaurs, the dinosaurs went extinct. He said, "It's no wonder they're all. It's no wonder they went extinct. They're all in here." <laughs> I just think we know too much. I just think we know too much. And when you look at the things that we can do now. When you look at the things that we can do now... You know, you can change body parts and that, can't you? You can change, like, body parts and that, can't you? You can change body parts and that. You can change body parts and things like that, can't you? remember reading about uh, a woman. I remember reading about a woman. She was about eight years old. She was about eight years old. That's not eight, that's not eight years old, that's 80 but he doesn't really pronounce the t part, so it's 80. She was about 80 years old. And it sounds like he's saying she was about 80 years old, doesn't it? But he's 80 years old. remember reading about uh, a woman. She was about 80 years old. She'd had a new lung, a new heart. She'd had a new lung. lung. Lungs are what you use to breathe. Heart, you know. Liver. Liver. Liver is a large, very important organ in your body which helps to, I guess, produce blood and clean, regulate your blood, right? It's all responsible for your blood. That's the liver. Because waiting for a kidney. You just think, well, enough's enough. Do you know what I mean? Enough's enough. If enough is enough, it's like saying, that's it, no more. If your body's that sort of done in. If your body is that sort of done in. If something is done in... It means it's damaged, it's broken, right? If your body is that done in, if it's that damaged or broken... Call it a day. Call it a day, meaning just stop. If you call it a day, it means you stop. Call it a day. Let's call it a day, meaning let's stop. If it was a car, you'd scrap it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't keep putting new bits on it. If it was a car, you'd scrap it. To scrap something is to basically throw it away. If it was a car, you'd scrap it. You throw it away. You get rid of it. You wouldn't just keep replacing parts. And I just think, even though it's clever and everything, we've got to get to a point where we stop doing stuff like that. Because I think there's, there's too many people in the world. You get to a point where we've got to stop doing stuff like that because I think there there's too many people in the world. It's grammatically incorrect, to be fair, but everyone says that. There's, and then a plural. Especially with people. There's a lot of people in the room should be there are a lot of people in the room but everyone's everyone does that there's plus a plural there is people it should be there are people but anyway but that's how we are that's the problem with knowledge isn't it the more we know the more we interfere i do wonder that if if there was a dinosaur knocking about now i do wonder if there was a dinosaur knocking about now (laughs) 
knocking about, just hanging around, just going around the place. It's a very casual phrase. Yeah, as a dinosaur, just knocking about. If you're knocking about, it means you're just going around, not doing anything in particular. Um, if there was a dinosaur knocking about now, just knocking around, uh, going this way, going that way. I wonder if they'd save it, even though it was going around running riot. I wonder if they would save it, even if it was going around running riot. I do wonder if they'd go, oh, well, we don't want it to become extinct. They'd go, oh, well, we don't want it to become extinct. Obviously, what I'm doing now is just repeating what he's saying, but the idea is that just to help you, just to help make sure you've understood everything, all right? It's like the panda, isn't it? It's like the panda, isn't it? It's like the panda, isn't it? How is it like the panda? Carl, tell us. Say that's dying out. Yeah, people say that's dying out. If something dies out, it becomes extinct. To die out means to, you know, you've got to die, right? So if a person dies, that obviously that means they're not coming back. But if a species dies out... It means that they die and, and, they, and they're completely uh, extinct, completely eradicated from existence. Right, the, the people say the panda is dying out. It's like the panda, isn't it? say that's dying out. But what did they do anyway? <laughs> is he suggesting that, uh, what's the point anyway of the panda? They're dying out, but what's their purpose anyway? I think maybe that is what he's suggesting. Uh, people say, say the panda's dying out, but what do they do anyway? Do you know what I mean? Whenever you see them, they're just sat in the woods eating. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Whenever you see them, they're just sat in the woods eating. Whenever you see them, they're just sitting in the woods eating. So he's kind of saying, so what's the point of the panda anyway? <laughs> This dead one here is probably just as active as one that's alive. This dead one, so this is a stuffed panda that he's looking at. This dead one here is probably just as active as one that's alive. <laughs> saying that one that's dead is probably just as active as a living one, right? Saying that living, dino, li, living pandas don't do anything, they just sit there. They might as well be dead. So, if you want to see one, just come and see this. That's life, isn't it? That's what happens. Things come and go, like like the dodo did. That- That's life, isn't it? That's what happens. Things come and go, like the dodo did. The dodo um, was a flightless bird. I'm not sure exactly where it lived. In the Caribbean, is it? I'm not sure. It was a flightless bird, and now it's extinct. It's gone extinct. It was like a weird creature. It was sort of like a mix between a a seabird and a duck or something, like a seagull and a duck and a chicken, like a cross between all those things. Very weird thing. Um, mm -hmm. That's life, isn't it? That's what happens. Things come and go, like like the dodo did. That died out because it was designed badly. (laughs) It died out because it was designed badly. Okay, interesting. Interesting idea. Uh, It was designed badly. Meaning it had no wings. I, I don't know what he's getting at there. I don't know if he believes in, an, in, in a designer exactly, but anyway. And then that sort of got replaced by the chicken, but... And that sort of got replaced by the chicken. Mm, I'm not sure that the 
dodo was replaced by the chicken. I think the chicken and the dodo lived, you know, at the same time and the dodo just survived. Uh, the dodo just it got extinct and the chicken just survived. I don't think the chicken replaced the dodo exactly. Anyway. At no point have I been getting stressed out that the dodo isn't knocking about anymore. At no point have I been getting stressed out that the dodo is not knocking about anymore. So he's saying that it doesn't really matter that the dodo doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't make him feel stressed out. It's not a problem. That the do- So he's basically saying if, if species die, then that's just normal and natural, and it's all part of uh, the natural cycle of things, and that we shouldn't be interfering too much. Things move on. I mean, just don't interfere with nature and that. Things move on. Don't interfere with nature. To interfere, to get involved. It's like interfere. So imagine two people, a boy and girl that you know, they're a couple, they're having a fight, having a big argument about something, right? Having a big row about their relationship. And you feel like, oh, maybe I should get involved. Maybe I should, you know, help out. And your friend says, no, 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 don't interfere. You should never interfere in a couple having a fight like that. So to interfere. Similarly, Uh, scientists or humans we interfere in nature when we step in to for example protect certain species or whatever carl is saying we shouldn't interfere with nature what do you think do you think we should interfere with nature or is carl right let's go through some vocabulary then from that first thing is the big bang this is often considered to be the start of the universe as we know it a huge explosion which sent matter across the, uh, the, the universe, um, the, the starting point of the universe, the Big Bang. And Carl said, did it only seem big because there was no other noise to drown it out at the time? So to drown something out, right? When a noise is louder than something else, and so you can't hear that something else, to drown it out. Meteorites, so as we've said, meteorites are on Earth, meteors are flying in Earth's atmosphere, and asteroids are flying in space, all right? That's the difference between those three things. He said the edge is taken off it because that isn't the only one, meaning the experience is not quite as special when you realise that the whole room is full of meteorites, or meteorites, as he said. I'm not surprised they went extinct, they're all in here. So the phrase is to go extinct, right? Enough's enough, right? Like, that's it, no more. If your body is that done in, if it's that damaged and um, destroyed, let's say, call it a day. Call it a day, meaning just stop. Okay? The more we know, the more we interfere. There's that word to interfere again. Don't interfere with nature and that. And that, that's just one of the things that Carl often says, meaning and so on, etc., and things like that. Even if it was going going round, running riot, so this is if a dinosaur was going around smashing the place, they'd go, meaning they'd say, we don't want it to go extinct. To go extinct, there is that phrase again. Have we had that already? To go extinct, to die out. The panda is dying out, for example. Here are some notes on Carl's accent, okay? And as I go through this episode, which, goodness me, is it already... Goodness me! It's already been 36 minutes. Maybe this will be a two-parter. I think it's probably going to be a two-parter. So, uh, as I go through this, I'll be um, focusing on different aspects of Carl's 
pronunciation. So here are some notes on Carl's accent. Uh, here's, in fact, a summary, which I'll go through during the episode, of the main points regarding Carl's Manchester accent. I guess the main differences between his accent and my accent. Many of these features are common in people from the Manchester area, although not all people from Manchester will speak like this, and there are different degrees of it. But uh, this is certainly Carl's Manchester accent in any case. A lot of what I'm about to say will include things brought up in the episode I did about key features of English accents. That's episode 682. So pronunciation point number one, H dropping. This is just not pronouncing H sounds. Like this, for example, look, how many do you need? Carl would say, look, how many do you need? How many? How many? Not how many, but how many? And I'm not surprised they went extinct. They're all in here becomes I'm not surprised they went extinct. They're all in here. They're all in here. Not all in here, but all in here. Uh, Next, she'd had a new lung, a new heart. And he said she'd had a new lung, a new heart. Also, he, he, he drops the T in the word heart, as I'll explain in a minute. She'd had a new lung a new art. He puts his hand in and goes, yep, it's broke. He puts his hand in. He puts his hand in. And another one, they weren't doing anything. They weren't jumping through hoops. They weren't doing anything. They weren't jumping through hoops. That's when he was talking about animals in a zoo. That's in a a clip we're going to hear in a minute. I don't know if it's cruel or not to have them in there. To have them in there. Not to have them in there, but to have them in there. And thirty, uh, and the next one. I'm thirty-two. I think I've got the hang of it. I think I've got the hang of it. Not. I think I've got the hang of it. But I think I've got the hang of it. Right. We'll explain that phrase in a moment. Also, glottal stops. This is when. This is quite common in the UK, as you might know. This is when t sounds get replaced by a glottal stop, which is instead of the t being made at the front of your mouth, the that kind of um, sort of plosive sound is made at the back of your throat <laughs> down there. So instead of saying that, you go that, right? So, for example, I'll have a look at the meteorites. And he says, I'll have a look at the meteorites. Meteorites. Sometimes it's like the T just disappears completely and other times it get gets replaced by a sort of an uh sound another one if you're going to eat a live animal don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck and carl would say if you're going to eat a live animal don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck it's got eight arms it's got eight arms it's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck it's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck and then let me see them again when they're better. Let me see them again when they're better. Better, not better. Okay, you can go back to my episode called number 682, as I've said, Features of English Accents Explained, to find out more about glottal stops. Glottal, glottal stops, glottal stops. Okay, let's move on to the next clip then. Okay, listeners, how are you doing? Listeners, video viewers, you keeping up with this? Let's go on to the next clip. Maybe I'll do hmm, two or three clips in this episode and then I'll do the other three clips in the next one. Maybe maybe this will be a double episode. 
Okay, moving on. Number two. So this is Carl on health. Carl talking about health. And in this one, Carl recounts a conversation he had with a woman about going to the gym. So he kind of uh, tells us about a conversation he had with a woman about going to the gym. And in terms of questions, we have four questions. So question number one, does Carl go to the gym? Question two, what does he think of the idea of breathing classes? (sighs) Classes where you learn how to breathe. Number three, what does he think of drinking seven pints of water a day? Number four, what is Carl's argument for not going to the gym? Something about heartbeats and a tortoise. So does he go to the gym? What does he think of breathing classes? Does he, uh, what does he think of drinking seven pints of water a day? And what's his argument for not going to the gym? Okay, all right, those are your questions. Here we go. I was out the other day, all right? A woman came up to me, she said, oh, uh, excuse me, uh, you go to the gym much? So uh, I was going to lie, but they, they find out, don't they? They say, where do you go and all that, and how many star jumps can you do? She said, uh, she said, I know what's probably putting you off. She said, the fact that it's hard work. She said, it doesn't, doesn't need to be hard work. She said, come to my class. She said, what we do on Wednesday nights, breathing classes. Classes teaching you how to breathe. As I'm 32, I think I've got the hang of it. <laughs> she said, no, it's not like I said, forget it. I look in some of my uh, girlfriend's magazines, and it's all like, you know, eat this. Don't eat that. Drink water. The amount of times people are telling me, you know, you don't drink enough water, you. Your dad's like 60-odd, right? I've never seen him have a pint of water. Yeah, they're telling us we should have, like, seven pints a day or something. And then they wonder why there's a water drought on. There was a fella on the telly the other week who was saying um, we only get so many heartbeats in a lifetime. So we shouldn't be shouldn't be wasting them, shall we? We shouldn't be running around lifting weights and all that. Now look at the tortoise. Never rushes about, right? Yeah, it lives to be about two hundred and fifty years old. You know what I mean? When's the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? It doesn't <laughs> happen. And they keep coming up with daft ways of sort of keeping fit, don't they? Paintball. You know what I mean? Chucking paint at each other. I don't know where they're getting the paint from. Okay. (laughs) As my washing machine goes into overdrive downstairs, is that going to drown out the sound of my voice? I hope not. Okay, so does Carl go to the gym? Um, No, he doesn't. So when the woman asked him, he was thinking about lying but he changed his mind because he thought they always find out that you're lying. They ask you which gym you go to and how many star jumps you can do. So no, he doesn't go to the gym, I think. What does he think of the idea of breathing classes? He thinks it's um, he thinks he doesn't need breathing classes because after 32 years of living, he thinks he's got the hang of it. Like he thinks he's, he's learnt how to do it now after 32 years. Thanks very much. Thirdly, what does he think of drinking seven pints of water a day? Again, he thinks it's unnecessary. We are told that we should drink this much water, but he just seems to think it's unnecessary. His dad is like 60-something, and he's never seen him drink a pint of water in his life. 
And fourth, what is Carl's argument for not going to the gym? Well, he said that he he heard a scientist or someone say that you only get a, a certain number of heartbeats in your life and you shouldn't waste them going to the gym and lifting weights and things. And the argument, the, the example of the tortoise is that uh, you never see tortoises rushing around the place. They go around slowly and they live to be about 250 years old. So his point is that we should slow down. We shouldn't waste all our heartbeats. We shouldn't waste our time going to the gym and using up all those precious heartbeats, essentially. OK, let's go through that again and we will break it down line by line now. So again, when I press pause, just see if you can repeat what Carl said. Now, I know I'm jumping in and repeating it too. uh, But you could, if you really want to test yourself, you could pause the recording immediately after a little bit and try and repeat what Carl says and then see if you're saying the same thing as me. In any case, specifically word for word, I want to know what he said in each case. Was out the other day, right? Was out the other day, right? What's that? was out the other day, right? I was out the other day, right? He was out the other day. A woman came up to me. She said, oh, uh, excuse me, uh, you go to the gym much? A woman came up to me. So a woman walked over to him. A woman approached him and she said, oh, excuse me, do you go to the gym much? A woman came up to me. She said, oh, uh, excuse me, uh, you go to the gym much? So uh, I was going to lie, but they, they find out, don't I was going to lie. I was going to lie. I was going to lie. I was going to lie, but, you know, they find out, don't they? I was going to f- lie, but they find out. To find out means to um, learn, uh, you know, something. Um, so he thinks that the, the woman would discover or find out that he was lying. They say, where do you go and all that? And how many star jumps can you do? They say, they say, where do you go and all that? And how many star jumps can you do? A star jump is when you jump up and you, uh, you, you go from a crouched position to a, and you jump and you stick your hands and legs out as far as they can go. And then you come back and hands out and legs out and come back. And these are called star jumps. And you just keep doing them. Very good for you, apparently. She said, uh, she said, I know what's probably putting you off. She said, I know what's probably putting you off. To put someone off is like to make you not want to do it. Right? Um, so for example, yeah, you should go to the gym and, and keep fit. Yeah, but you know, the thing that's putting me off is that it's very hard work. And I don't really, I'm a bit lazy. That's the thing that's putting me off. Or, mm, I'm really interested in boxing. I would love to go down to a boxing gym and give it a try. But you know what? The thing that's putting me off is like getting punched in the face. I think that... Uh, I wouldn't like that very much. So that's the thing that's putting me off doing boxing, for example. And she said, uh, "You know, I know what's putting you off." And all that. And how many star jumps can you do? She said, uh, "She said, I know what's probably putting you off." She, I know what's probably putting you off. The fact that it's hard work. She said, "It doesn't doesn't need to be hard work." The fact that it's hard work. She said, "It doesn't need to be hard work." She said, "Come to my class." She said, "What we do on Wednesday nights? Breathing classes." Come to my class. Come to my class. What we're doing on Wednesday nights, breathing classes. Classes, teaching you how to breathe. Classes, or classes, teaching you how to breathe. As I'm 32, I think I've got the hang of it. (laughs) I'm 32, I think I've got the hang of it. If you've got the hang of something, 
it means you understand how it works and how to do it right so let's say i don't know you're learning a new computer system so it's your first day on the job and i say okay sit down with me i'll show you how to use the system so you've got to log in here do this do that do that and after about half an hour i'd say okay so what do you think do you think you can do it and you say yeah i think i've got the hang of it yeah all right or you're learning to skateboard you're learning skateboarding and your friend's got a skateboard and goes you know do it like this and you turn like that and hold your feet like that and you know give it a try and after half an hour you're like oh, i'm getting the hang of this so after 32 years of, of breathing he thinks he's got the hang of it he thinks he knows how to do it okay she said no it's not like us forget it <laughs> i love the way he just goes forget it she sort of says no no it's not like that forget it i've got the hang of it she said no it's not like us forget it i look in some of my uh girlfriend's magazines i look in some of my girlfriend's magazines i look in some of my uh girlfriend's magazines and it's all like you know eat this don't eat that and it's all like, you know, eat this, don't eat that. Drink water. The amount of times people are telling me, you know, oh, you don't drink enough water, you. Drink water. Water. Drink water. The amount of times people are telling me, oh, you don't drink enough water, you. You don't drink enough water, you. Your dad's like 60-odd. My dad's like 60-odd. My dad is like 60-odd. 60-odd means about 60. Okay. 60-odd, about 60. My dad is about 60 years old. Your dad's like 60-odd, right? I've never seen him have a pint of water. You're there telling us we should have, like, seven pints a day or something. I've never seen him have a pint of water, and yet they're telling us we're supposed to have seven pints a day or something. I've never seen him have a pint of water. You're there telling us we should have, like, seven pints a day or something. And then they wonder why there's a water drought on. <laughs> and then they wonder why there's a water drought on they wonder why there's a water drought a water drought is when there's not enough water and this does happen in in the uk quite a lot which is probably going to surprise some of you because you're all thinking but it rains all the time in in britain doesn't it how can you have a water drought how can you run out of water if it rains all the time well it we do run out of water regularly every summer it seems there's a water drought or a water shortage somewhere that it seems that everything dries up quite easily in the uk i don't know i don't understand it but anyway they 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 wonder why there's a water drought on they wonder why there's not enough water when they keep telling us to drink seven pints a day okay seven pints a day or something and then they wonder why there's a water drought on the fella on the telly the other week there was a fella on the telly the other week a fella that's a man a fellow a fella on the telly telly that's the tv the other week a week ago or two weeks ago the fella on the telly the other week who was saying um, we only get so many heartbeats in a lifetime who was saying we only get so many heartbeats in a lifetime we only get so many we only get like a limited number of heartbeats in a lifetime so we shouldn't be shouldn't be wasting them shall we we shouldn't be running around so we shouldn't be shouldn't be wasting them shall we so we shouldn't be wasting them should we
We shouldn't be wasting them. We shouldn't be wasting those heartbeats, should we? So we shouldn't be wasting them, should we? So we shouldn't be shouldn't be wasting them, should we? We shouldn't be running around lifting weights and all that. We shouldn't be running round, running around, going around quickly, lifting weights and stuff and all that. Now look at the tortoise. Is it I look at the tortoise or now look at the tortoise? We running around lifting weights and all that. Now look at the tortoise. I say now now look at the tortoise. Never rushes about. Never rushes about. Never rushes about. A lot of it's like you know his accent or what, you know what I mean. A lot of it's just sort of like the way he puts things right. Do you know what I mean? But like, never see a tortoise like rushing about, do you? I look at the tortoise. Never rushes about, right? Yeah, it lives to be about two hundred and fifty years old. Yet, yet. It lives to be about 250 years old. Is that true? <laughs> Not sure. Not I mean. Not I mean. When was the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? <laughs> when was the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? When was the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? <laughs> it's very Mancunian. When was the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? Doesn't happen. When was the last time you heard about a tortoise having a heart attack? Doesn't happen. And they keep coming up with daft ways of sort of keeping fit, don't they? They they keep coming up with daft ways of keeping fit. They keep coming up with like daft ways of keeping fit, don't they? They keep coming up with daft ways of keeping fit. They keep finding or creating... Uh, daft ways, stupid ways, crazy, ridiculous ways of keeping fit, don't they? Keep fit meaning healthy. My washing machine is now beeping. I'm going to have to run downstairs and stop it. Paintball. Know what I mean? <laughs> Paintball. Know what I mean? Chucking paint at each other. Chucking paint at each other. Chucking. Chucking means throwing. To be honest, they're firing paint at each other through those guns, but yeah sending paint at each other. Do you know what I mean? What's the point? I don't know where they're getting the paint from. I don't know where they're getting the paint from. <laughs> uh, okay. Right, so let's go through some vocabulary from that. I, prob- I know what's probably putting you off. There's that phrase again, to put you off. So, for example, hmm, try stand-up comedy. You're going to try stand-up comedy on Friday? Yeah, you're going to do five minutes of comedy. Oh, I'd like to, but, you know, the thing that's putting me off is, uh, what? Uh, I'm nervous, I'm too shy, I'm too scared. You know, English isn't my first language. That's what's putting me off. It's like, no, I'd rather not do it. Um, You know, why don't you speak more? Why don't you open your mouth and speak more in English? Oh, you know... I don't don't want to. I'm a bit shy. What's putting you off? Come on, what's putting you off? I don't know. I don't want to make a mistake. Okay, so to put you off is to the thing that makes you not want to do something. Um, Breathing classes. I'm 32. I think I've got the hang of it. If you've got the hang of something, it means you know how to do it. Like, you know, um, so do you think you can start? Do you think you can use the new system? Yeah, I think I've got the hang of it. Or I'm getting the hang of it. Oh, I'm getting the hang of this now. My dad's like 60-odd. 60-odd meaning about 60. 
Uh, I've never seen him drink a pint of water, yet they're telling us we should have like seven pints a day or something. And then they wonder why there's a water drought on. They wonder why there is a water drought happening. A drought, a lack of water. And they keep coming up with daft ways of keeping fit. Coming up with, meaning finding, inventing, creating. Daft, meaning stupid, ridiculous, ways of keeping fit, meaning keeping physically healthy. Uh, Chucking paint at each other. Chucking normally means throwing, but I guess in this case it's throwing, firing through the gun, through, through the paintball guns. Right, moving on to pronunciation two, he says, whacking the microphone. Let's look at some more features of pronunciation. So, vowel sounds. So we've got an a sound rather than an ah sound. So where I say ah in some words, Carl would say ah. Okay, this is also known as the bath trap split again. So short a sound, ah, in words like gas, um, bath. Well, gas, of course. No one says gas. Whoops. I'm getting rid of the word gas. Short a sound, ah, in, in bath, podcast, And the words gas and glass have the same vowel sound in Carl's Manchester accent. Gas and glass. Whereas I say gas and glass, he says gas and glass. Okay, so the, you know, the the classic uh, bath trap split. Um, This is normal across all northern accents and many accents in the Midlands. I would use R because although I lived in the Midlands for many years, that's pretty much half my childhood, my accent is mostly from the south or southeast of England because I've lived there more and my parents don't have strong regional accents. So podcast, podcast, laugh, laugh, grass, grass, path, path. Okay, come to, for example, Carl says, come to my class, we do breathing classes. Whereas I would say, come to my class. We do breathing classes. Then you've got uh, not uh. Okay, I'm going to go and stop the washing machine. It's annoying me. Then you've got uh, not uh. So the uh sound, uh, so sorry, the, the uh sound in but, enough and much. I pronounce it uh, you know, but, enough, much. But Carl pronounces it more like uh. So, for example, do you go to the gym much? So, uh, much. So, rather than saying, do you go to the gym much? Carl says, do you go to the gym much? Much. Right, so let's do the third clip then. Let's do the third audio clip. And then we'll probably call it a day after that. And come back to this and finish it off in another episode. Let me know what you think of this as well, please. Leave me your comments in the comments section. What do you think of this episode? Do you like the way I'm doing it? Do you think this is interesting? Are you learning from this? Is this a good um, system? I mean, I've done this many times before in other episodes of my podcast in the past, similar episodes. I like doing these ones. I hope you do too. Let's do a third and final clip. And this is Carl talking about food. In this one, Carl talks about a new trend, eating things which shouldn't be eaten or at least eating things that traditionally we can... there's, There's the bloody postman. Hold on. Right, postman. I've got a package to collect from downstairs. Okay, so Carl talks about a new trend, eating things which shouldn't be eaten. Coming from England, Carl thinks it's weird to eat certain things that might be eaten in other cultures... 
Things like live octopuses, insects, frogs, snails, probably raw meat, raw fish and sushi. So um, in your country, is it normal to eat those sorts of things? Live octopuses, insects, frogs, snails, probably raw meat, raw fish and sushi. It might be normal to eat some of those things uh, where you come from, but in England, generally, almost all of those things, except maybe raw fish, uh, you know, sushi, sashimi, that's pretty normal stuff, but a lot of the other things are considered to be strange. So here are three questions. So question one, what is the danger of eating a live octopus? Number two, what's Carl's issue with kids and food today? And thirdly, what does Carl think about eating dog? Okay, danger of eating live octopus. Issue with kids and food today. And what does he think about eating dog? Okay, then here we go. It seems to be the trend at the moment for people to to eat things that you shouldn't really be eating. Octopus. They say, oh, it's, it's best if you eat them alive or something, right? And there's been stories of people who been eating them and because they're still alive the legs are like you know you get get round the neck and what have you inside and uh, and they choke you why would you want to eat that if you're going to eat a live animal don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get over your neck I could understand that if we've run out of everything else right alright what's left octopus go on then I'll have a leg but there's no need to be eating that at this moment in time. I hadn't had pasta till I was about 24. Now kids kids are having all this stuff. We're away for a weekend a couple of weeks ago. Uh, sat in a restaurant. Some kid asked for sorbet. He's only about 11. Just the amount of juices they've got now as well. When I was a kid, it was just you just had the one choice. You had orange. Now you look at it, it's like you, you've got you've got apple juice, you've got pineapple, cranberry. Uh, I saw a carrot juice the other day. Out of all the bits of food that are out there, I would not think about getting juice out of a carrot. People are always going on about that, that place where they eat dogs, saying, oh, that's, that's terrible, that. But I, I don't think it's that bad. As long as it's, you know, it's their own dog. If we're eating octopuses, what, why are dogs getting away with it? <laughs> OK. Um, all right. <clears throat> so the danger of eating a live octopus, according to Carl, is that its legs can, it can choke you, it can strangle you. From the inside, that the legs somehow wrap their way around your throat on the inside and they kill you. Okay. Secondly, what's Carl's issue with kids and food today is that he's saying that kids these days, they've got far too much choice. They're spoiled. They're spoiled with their food choices and that they're eating sophisticated things these days that Carl never actually saw. He says he never had pasta until he was 23 or something and he was out recently in a restaurant and there was a kid at a table asking for sorbet sorbet is like ice cream it's like a fruit based ice cream let's say and in england it's probably considered to be quite um sophisticated stuff 
certainly if you are, you know, let's say if you're from a background that doesn't, you know, if you're the sort of person who hasn't had exposure to many different types of food, sorbet would be like very, very posh, very sophisticated stuff. So for an 11-year-old child to ask for sorbet, for Carl is like, you know, quite extraordinary. So his issue with kids and food today is that kids have far too much choice and they're spoiled, basically, with their food choices. And what does Carl think about eating dog? Well, he thinks it's he doesn't have a problem with it as long as people eat their own dogs. <laughs> um, but obviously that's not... That's not the way it would actually work, right? The dogs would be farmed and produced in the same way that, you know, cows, sheep, pigs are. But that's not the way Carl thinks. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with eating people eating dogs as long as they eat their own. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be going out in the street hunting other people's dogs. Um, and then he said, um, I don't understand why... You know, we're eating octopuses. Why are dogs getting away with it? If we eat octopuses, why don't we eat dogs? Dogs are just escaping. Um, They're getting away with it, is what he thinks. Okay, let's go through that again. Then, and we'll break it all down. Okay, Uh, let me just have a little quick look here. What's coming on? Got a little bit more pronunciation there. And then some more stuff okay 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 so we'll just do this one more clip and i think that will probably be the end of this episode because it's getting long and i'll have to carry on with all the rest of this in in part two okay so here we go let's listen to that again and break it down it seems to be the trend at the moment what it seems to be the trend at the moment it seems to be the trend at the moment seems to be the trend at the moment people to to eat things that you shouldn't really be eating for people to eat things that they shouldn't really be eating it seems to be the trend at the moment for people to eat things they shouldn't be eating octopus they say oh it's it's best if you eat them alive or something right it's they're saying it's best if you eat them alive or something now have you ever heard about this listeners i think actually i might be wrong but i think in korea right in south korea sometimes octopuses are eaten when they're still alive i'm not saying everyone does it but i think it's possible uh, also I, I know that in japan it's not unheard of to order food which is still alive like fish which is still moving so that is quite normal in some places so that's what he's talking about there octopus they say oh it's, it's best if you eat them alive or something right and there's been stories of people who've been eating them there have been there have been stories of people who've been eating them it's best if you eat them alive or something, right? And there's been stories of people who've been eating them. And because they're still alive, the legs are like, you know, get get round the neck and what have you. The legs get round the neck and what have you. What have you is a bit like, and so on, and that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they get round the neck and what have you. How do... How can an octopus's legs get around your neck on the inside and choke you? It's... <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. Inside, and uh, and they choke you. Choke? What? I can't breathe. I'm choking. Are you joking or choking? No, I'm joking. I'm choking. I'm choking. Ha <laughs> ha! You're always joking, aren't you? No, no, no! I'm choking. I'm choking. 
They do sound similar, choking and joking. Anyway, so yes, he thinks that octopuses can choke you from the inside. Why would you want to eat that? Why would you want to eat that? Just, that was just like a nasal noise. It's like Alan Partridge. That that, that was just a noise. And, uh, and why, why would you want to eat that? Why would you want to eat that? Why would you want to eat that? Octopus and that. Why would you want to eat that? What? Do you know what I mean? If you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms. If you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms. It's actually a very good point. If you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms. That can choke you. If you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat one that's got eight arms. That can get older your neck. Don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck. That's the one with all of the um, glottal stops in it. Don't eat one that's got eight arms that can get hold of your neck. Good advice. If you're going to eat a live animal, don't eat an octopus. Eat a, a slug. They can't choke you from the inside. Something useless that can't do anything like a slug. Although I don't think slugs are probably that tasty, are they? I don't know. You tell me. You go and eat a slug and tell me. You got that? Eat a slug. Okay, go and eat a slug and then tell me. Don't actually eat a slug. Okay, even if I told you to do it. I could understand it if we've run out of everything else. I could understand it if we've run out of everything else. I could understand it if we've run out of everything. I could understand it if we'd run out of everything else. I could understand it if we'd run out of everything else. Like if we've run out of all the other animals that we normally eat, like, uh, no, sorry, no cows left, no pigs left, no sheep left, sorry, no chickens. Oh God, what's left? Uh, octopus. Right, well, we're going to have to eat octopus then, aren't we? Because there's nothing left. I could understand if there, w- if there was nothing else left. I could understand that if we've run out of everything else, right? All right, what's left? Octopus. Go on then, I'll have a leg. But there's no need to be eating that at this moment in time. Yeah, but that's a strange point, isn't it? There's no need to be eating that now. But there's no need to be eating any animal, really, if that's your logic, I suppose. Hmm. I hadn't had pasta till I was about 24. I hadn't had pasta till I was about 24. I hadn't had pasta until I was about 24. You could equally say I didn't have pasta until I was 24, actually. Anyway, I hadn't had pasta until I was about 24. And then I had it. Now, kids kids are having all this stuff. Kids are having all this stuff. What, octopus? We're away for a weekend a couple of weeks ago. We were away for a weekend a couple of weeks ago. Right, so they were away somewhere, like maybe a little holiday. Probably in a restaurant. Uh, sat in a restaurant. Some kid asked for sorbet. Some kid asked for sorbet. Can I have sorbet, please? And Carl's like, you know what? Kid just asked for sorbet. He's 11 years old. I hadn't, I hadn't seen past until I was 23. He's only about 11. Just the amount of juices they've got now as well. The amount of juices they've got now as well. The amount of juices they've got now. When I was a kid, it was just you just had the one choice. You had orange right? When I was a kid, you just had one choice, orange. Probably wasn't even 
probably like a real orange had probably gone nowhere near it anyway. It was probably just chemicals and sugar. Now you look at it, it's like you, you've got you've got apple juice. Now you look at it, it's like you've got apple juice. What else does he talk about? You've got pineapple, cranberry. Pineapple, cranberry, yeah. Uh, saw a carrot juice the other day. I saw a carrot juice the other day. Yeah, you can get carrot juice, of course, right? I saw carrot juice the other day, he says. Out of all the bits of food that are out there... Out of all the bits of food that are out there, out of all of the possible types of food that you could use to make a juice, he's surprised that they chose the carrot. I would not think about getting juice out of a carrot. Out of all the bits of food that are out there, I would not think about getting juice out of a carrot. People are always going on about that that place where they eat dogs. So. People are always going on about that place where they eat dogs. Right. right, right. People are always going on about that that place where they eat dogs, saying, "Oh, that's that's terrible." That. But I, I don't think it's that bad, as long as it's you know it's their own dog. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad as long as it's their own dog. If we're eating octopuses, why are dogs getting away with it? If we're eating octopuses, why are dogs getting away with it? Good point. Dogs are just wandering around like, hey, I'm fine. But if we're eating the octopuses, why don't we eat dogs too? Is it a good point, listeners? I don't know. What do you think? There's that vocab there again. They choke you. (coughs) Choking me. I'm choking. And uh, if we're eating octopuses, why are dogs getting away with it? They're just going around freely not getting eaten. Meanwhile, other species are all getting targeted and scoffed by humans. What's going on there? I don't know. Well, well, well. Anyway, I thought that this would be a good place to stop here. So I'm going to write end of part one, right? So if I come back to do the rest of this, I can carry on from there and listen to three more clips. But that's the end pretty much of this. And uh, let me know how this has been for you, okay? Uh, Remember, you can visit the page for this episode on my website where you will find all of the vocab and the entire script and all those videos listed so you can watch them again. You can look at the vocab again. You can take those bits of vocab, put them in your own vocabulary lists. If If you're creating a bank of language, which I recommend, then you should be collecting samples of new language. The language should be in sentences, hopefully, with context around them. And you record them all, and then you can go through and remind yourself. So it's all there on the page for this episode on my website. Don't forget also to get the Luke's English Podcast app. It's available from the down uh, from the app store. Just download it free. Luke's English Podcast app on your phone. Uh, and you can get all of the episodes plus loads of bonus content as well as the premium episodes as well. If you want to sign up to Luke's English Podcast Premium to get proper lessons where I focus specifically on teaching your vocab, grammar and pronunciation, you can sign up by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info. And also, if you want to get your hands on some Luke's English Podcast merchandise like a T-shirt or maybe a Luke's English Podcast mug, for example, then just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash merch. All right. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Thank you for watching on YouTube. 
Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already done so. I will speak to you again soon on the podcast. Let me know what you thought of this episode, okay? But in the meantime, now I will just say good bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.